A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I speak with Emma. Emma has two lovely little boys that she birthed vaginally, one in hospital and one at a birthing centre. Emma talks through the contrast between a hospital and a birthing centre birth, using the Rebozo method in her second labour and also her bond with her babies while breastfeeding. This is a great episode and I hope you enjoy it. Hi Emma, thanks so much for joining me today. No worries. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and your family, where you live and what you're all up to at the moment? Uh, we are in Palms North and I live with my partner, Jared. He's in the army here in Palmy and we've got two little boys who are, how old is he? He's 21 months and five months and I'm just a stay at home mom. I have been since my first boy was born, but I run my own little from home business. You know, I keep myself busy in my spare time and yeah, yeah that's awesome. pretty much us. Cool. And did your you and your partner plan to get pregnant the first time or what was that journey like for you? No, we actually didn't. Like I was twenty one. I only yeah, only just sort of turned twenty one, so we were pretty young living a sort of carefree life and I guess that was a <laughs> bit of a surprise to find out we were pregnant. Like I didn't didn't know it was coming at all and I was quite unwell. Like I had really bad tummy pains and sort of things and went into hospital to get all that checked out because it was it was quite bad and yeah they sort of came in they're like oh we've got something to tell you and like I was like, oh god like you know this is probably bad news thinking I was dying or something <laughs> and they're like oh no you're pregnant and I was like what <laughs> I'm so shocked and yeah I just instantly called my mom I was just freaking out like what are we gonna do but yeah I mean I guess it all turned out for the better <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you have any sort of symptoms once you found out that you were pregnant? Did you have much morning sickness or anything like that? No, not at all. The first one was super smooth sailing. Like there was no no sickness at all. I almost like forgot that I was pregnant. It was so easy and nice. I guess, I suppose, being young, <laughs> it sort of is yeah. a little bit easier. I don't know. But, you know, I had yeah. a super easy beginning of my pregnancy. Oh, amazing. That's good. And did you have, I guess, not not being um, super planned for, did you have any idea of where you thought you might want to birth or what sort of birth plan you might want to follow if you can? I was sort of quite set on doing a natural sort of birth. And I, there was a birthing center being built here in Palmy, and I really wanted to go there. And they said it would be done just before he was born. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll do that. But it ended up 
not being finished. So we had to go to the hospital. But yeah, I did plan on a natural birth. But yeah, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And did you go to any antenatal classes or anything like that before you went into labor? Yeah, we went, I think I was about 35 weeks when we went to an yeah. antenatal class. So I was, yeah, quite far along. I was one of the first ones due out of our group. Yeah. Of, I think there was 10 of us. Yeah, so I went along to that and I actually made a really good friend from that and her daughter was born a month after our baby was born and then our second babies were born two days apart. So oh, that's wow. really cool. I met a really cool friend through that whole experience, which was awesome. Yeah, very cool. And how far along were you when you went into labor? Do you want to take us through that and then into your first birth story now? Yeah, sure. So I was... Well, I first sort of started contracting on, I think it was on my due date and it was quite regular contractions um, and they were probably about 10, 15 minutes apart and this went on for a good 12 hours. It was just solid contractions that one after the other, 10, 15 minutes apart and I was like, oh, this is just taking ages but I was sort of thinking that's how it would be yeah. for your first baby. You know, it takes a while. Um it just sort of after 12 hours seemed to just fizzle out and stop. And that was it. There was nothing, nothing happened after that, which was pretty disappointing. And then yeah. the, the next day, the same thing happened again. That contraction started again, continuous sort of, you know, I was like, Oh cool. It's going to happen today. And that went on for nine hours that day. But again, it fizzled out and nothing happened, which was super disappointing again. And we had my family over from Australia who was all wanting to be here for the birth and all getting excited that it was going to happen. <laughs> and then another week rolled around, so I was a week overdue and still nothing had happened. But I woke up that morning, so it was a, oh, it was a day before I was uh yeah, so 40 plus six, yeah, so the day yeah. before I was a week over. And contractions sort of started early morning. I think it was around three in the morning. Yeah, they started. And I thought that my waters had broken too. I actually had just peed my pants, but didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had texted my midwife and I was like, look, I think my waters have broken and contractions have started. And they were probably about 10 minutes apart, like fairly, fairly far apart. And super mild like I could still continue my day and everything and they went all day and she'd let me know like I you know nothing progresses come into the hospital around seven at night and we'll just check you over and check that you don't need to go on antibiotics and stuff like that for if your waters break and you know nothing progresses they need to chuck you on antibiotics we went in at seven because nothing had really got any further it was still about eight to ten minutes apart and I could still walk through them fine like I could do everything and yeah, it turns out my waters hadn't broken when we got in there so they were like I oh, will just send you home and I was only like two two centimeters dilated or something like not far along at all so yeah, yeah. I was like, just go home and progress your you know labor at home and all of that and we didn't get home till probably Nine-ish, yeah. and yeah, as soon as I walked in the door, it was like getting smacked in the face with this <laughs> massive pain, like out of nowhere. It was nothing, 
like I'd experienced and they picked up to being two minutes apart, like super regular and super painful. And I instantly like sort of lost all my control. I didn't know what to do. Like I wasn't prepared for this. Everyone said, Oh, you know, go through the stages and it'll progressively get worse. But yeah, mine was all right, fine. I could do everything. And then bam, I couldn't even move. Yeah. And I was sort of like in tears on the edge of my bed, just like on the floor, <laughs> just full on panic mode. Yeah. Set in. And yeah, sort of had Jared and mum there comforting me and stuff. And I just couldn't get comfortable. We had sort of an old house we were living in at the time. It was all wooden floors and it just wasn't very comfortable. Like I couldn't lie on the floor and, you know, and plus we had, we had my two sisters staying, my mum, my stepdad and Jared there. So it was a busy full house. Yeah. And I just didn't, didn't really feel comfortable. So I jumped in the shower and had a nice hot shower, which was super good. The hot water felt amazing. I loved that for the pain relief, but I would have quickly ran out and not long <laughs> after that, I was sort of like, no, I can't, I can't do it. I was like, this must be getting so close because it's ridiculous. And it'd been a couple hours by then. So it was about 11 at night. We text the midwife and said that it's too far. Like I need to need to come in now because it's getting, it's getting too bad. So yeah. we head back into the hospital. She checks me over again and says, oh, well, you haven't you haven't dilated anymore. Like it's still, mm. still two, three centimeters. And yeah. I was heartbroken, utterly heartbroken that yeah. nothing was going anywhere. I was in so much pain. I didn't know how to cope. And she just said, you know, get up, go for a walk, try and walk around and go up and down the stairs to get things to go <laughs> further. And this was the last thing I wanted to do. I was in so much pain. Mm. I just didn't know how to cope with it like it was super super unexpected it was not what I had in mind <laughs> um yeah. so yeah I tried to go for walks and stuff I had mum on one side and Jared on the other side sort of almost holding me up like my legs were just giving way it was dramatic extremely <laughs> dramatic like I think I yeah. I think I sort of fell into that whole thing you see on movies of them getting really upset and crying and I was doing yeah. that like it was <laughs> it was not a good time so yeah we went back into the room because I was just like I just can't do this and I needed to find a position that I found comfortable and that was we sort of raised the back of the bed almost straight up and I just got on my knees hands over the back and held onto the rails across the back of the bed and that was the most comfortable position. And I actually sort of then started to get myself into a rhythm of breathing through the contractions and just really relaxing, like closing my eyes and getting into that whole pattern of the breathing and everything. And I got checked over again probably early morning and we weren't really any further. I think we were maybe three or four centimeters this time. Like it hadn't, mm -hmm. again, sort of got anywhere, but pain was still crazy on top of each other so my midwife came in she decided we'll get an epidural like this wasn't my choice and I see now after going through another child that it's probably not what I wanted at the time but I didn't know any better so I just went with it and I was yeah. like okay we'll do the epidural even though I still wasn't that far along she just decided I wasn't coping and I needed something to help me cope so they went and got that sorted and that was probably around Probably about six, seven in the morning, they came in and they did 
the epidural, which was extremely hard to sit through because you've got to sit super, super still through contractions and everything and not move. So I'm like hunched over the edge of the bed trying to get this needle in my back, which they did super quick and fine. And that was great. Like I was one of the lucky ones, I guess, that didn't have to deal with it taking ages or them having to do it again. So that was nice. And it took a little while to sort of sink in. And after probably about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I, you know, these pains are starting to dull down, but they never really fully went away, which I was like, okay, this must be, must be normal. You know, you must still be able to feel things and I could still fully move my legs and lift them up and move them around and all of those things. So I was quite surprised at the fact that, yeah, I could still feel everything, (laughs) but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like I could easily sit there and have a conversation. It was more sort of like the pains that I was having at the very start. I could still do everything. So they said, just try and, you know, relax and get some sleep and all of that. And so I did, we sort of just chilled out. Like my mum went and had a sleep and Jared had a sleep and I just sort of sat there. Like I couldn't really sleep through it. The (laughs) anticipation of knowing that your baby's coming was just too much. And I was just, my mind was going crazy. So no, I didn't sleep, but yeah, at least I got a bit of a rest. Like I got to chill out a little bit. And yeah. my family were having to leave that morning to go back to Australia. They think their flight uh-huh. was around midday and from Auckland. So they had to drive from here, from uh, Pali yeah. to Auckland, which is about seven hour drive if you're going mm. quick sort of thing. <laughs> so they were all like, oh, we'll come in and see you before we leave. And my mum had changed her flights and booked flights for later on so she could stay for the birth because she really wanted to be there. And being her first grandchild and stuff, I was, I really wanted her to be there too because it's my first baby. So, yeah, she decided she'd stay and they would just come in and see me and say goodbye and wish me luck and all of that. So they <laughs> turned up just before nine in the morning, around when they were turning up, the midwife came back in and was like, oh, we'll check you again to, you know, see how you're going if, you know, you'll be any closer. And she said to me, oh, you're 10 centimetres, like you can, you know, do some practice pushes now. And this again was where I completely panicked. Like I almost burst into tears. I was like, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah, I can't do it. Like I just have, I had no idea on what was about to come and how it was going to happen and all of that. And it's sort of, freaked me out a little bit and I had all of my family there like both my sisters my stepdad my my mom dad it was just crazy and there was I think two or three midwives sort of coming and going all over the place too so there was a lot of people yeah it was just a very busy room and panicky situation and I didn't expect to be birthing with all these people in the room too um yeah so yeah they said okay we'll try some practice pushes to get the feel of it I had friend on one side and midwife on the other sort of holding my legs. Um, and they're like, okay, do a push now. And as soon as I did that first one, his head was almost out. I was not expecting that at all. It sort of just, <laughs> it just happened super quick. I guess from the epidural, you don't feel that they're moving down yeah. as much. So I didn't know he was right there and ready to come. So yeah, and the first one, yeah, almost out. Second push, his head was fully out was it was amazing and I was so calm in that situation even though I was so panicky 
just before all that happened. Um, and I think, <laughs> I think Jared was a little bit scared. I mean, he had never sort of been through a birth or seen a birth before. And he had a look cause he was down sort of by my leg too. And he had a look to see as he coming out and stuff and instantly went pale, <laughs> freaked out and then <laughs> stood up behind my head. <laughs> he did not want to do anything where he sort of held my hand and stood behind my head. So he couldn't, couldn't see anymore, yeah. but. That, that was fine. I was sort of in my own little little bubble. And then third push, his sort of shoulders came out, and I just had this instant to just reach down, put my hands, like I sort of put my fingers underneath his armpits, and then I just pulled him yeah. out and put him to my chest. And it was amazing. Like I don't have words to explain that feeling, especially because I did that myself. I felt so proud of the fact yeah. that I had just delivered my first baby sort of on my own. And yeah. he was quiet and calm, eyes open, not making not making a sound, and just yeah, looking up at me, and it was mm. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that was our our birth. I guess amazing, and you had all those people there to experience yeah, that with you. Yeah, it was you. crazy. Like I didn't, I didn't think it would be as quiet in the moment when it happened because of all the people. Yeah. Mum was sort of getting all because she was at the end of the bed, getting all excited and a big smile on her face. But yeah, it was yeah amazing. Very cool. And did you know you were having a boy before he was born? Yeah, we did. We did a big gender reveal yeah. party thing when I was pregnant and cool. found out we we're having a boy. So that was cool. Awesome. And did you have any tearing or anything like that through that labor or you were okay? I had a slight, I think it was a graze, just a little graze. So I needed yeah. to get, it was probably only like two or three little stitches. Um, and it was up the top as well, not down the bottom, which yeah, I didn't even know could happen <laughs> until then. So yeah, they, they stitched yeah. that, stitched that, which was fine. And, but yeah, apart from that, it was super, he was only quite a small baby. He was six pound 10 which yeah. was quite small, especially for being overdue. And they had estimated that he would be quite a big baby. So yeah. we were surprised that yeah, he was so small. Cool. And how did he go at latching on when you first tried to breastfeed? He was amazing. I didn't really need to try. He just sort of did it and he seemed to know exactly what he was doing. And he fed for a good two hours. We just sat there feeding for a couple hours of him. Yeah, and he was so content. And like, yeah, that was that was really good. But I didn't quite feel everyone says you feel that connection when you first breastfeed. Yeah. And I didn't quite feel that. I just knew there was something that was a little bit off. I think from my end, like he was a great breastfeeder then and I had no issues with that. But I just sort of felt a little bit off with that. And I didn't really notice too much until yeah, I had my second as well and things were different and yeah, all of that. But yeah, I just was like, I'm just going to go with it because it's what you're supposed to do. I guess that was my thought <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And how long did you spend in the hospital? Were you able to go home quite quickly? Um, We stayed one night. I didn't really want to, but Joe was like, you know, it'd be good for you to be in a place where there's people that know what they're doing because my mum then had to leave that day as well. And yeah, it was just Jared and I, and we had no idea what we were doing. So I guess yeah. staying there was good to have people there that knew what they were doing. And yeah, so I stayed the one night, but I honestly would have wanted to go home and I probably would have been <laughs> fine at home. I didn't 
really enjoy my stay at the hospital because I was sharing a room and yeah. real small and squishy and you know what hospital food's like. It's it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah. And once you got home, how was the next sort of month or so for you settling into life with a newborn? Did you keep breastfeeding or? Yeah. So the first couple days, so I think up until about day three or four were just bliss. Like we sort of just sat and cuddled and we were just in the bubble of just love bubble. It was amazing the first few days. And then I think day four hit and that's where my emotions and like my hormones and everything came crashing down. And yeah. I became quite overwhelmed with the fact that, wow, like we have this baby and like we have to care for this new life. And it was extremely hard at that point. And he, I guess, picked up on my panic and he was just super mm-hmm. unsettled. He cried all the time. And it was just really, really hard on that day. And for a few days, it was really, really difficult. And I didn't have anyone around that had any kids. Like I was the first sort of one out of all my friends that had had babies. And I didn't really know how to cope. So that first little bit was a bit hard. But then I sort of learned to deal with it and all of that. And breastfeeding was, yeah, it sort of progressively got worse. Like I felt like it was ruining my connection with him and I didn't, yeah. I didn't at all enjoy it. So I decided to um, pump my milk and I bottle fed him. So I just gave him expressed milk through yeah. a bottle, which was very demanding, like trying to yeah. pump, then feed, then pump, then feed. And it was just never ending. And that sort of caused a little bit of stress too. So yeah, that was, that was a bit difficult, but again, I sort of, got through it and Jared was super supportive he was real helpful with everything like when he'd come home he'd just help out and take him and be able to feed him and at night times he would if he needed to bottle at night he'd feed him at night and change him at night so I could have a bit of a rest yeah Yeah. awesome and so did you end up stopping expressing after a while or how long did you keep doing that for I continued that until three months. So I did it for quite a while. I did yeah, yeah, the pumping expression, but then we went over to Australia to see my family and for him to meet the rest of my family and to meet my grandma. It was her first great grandchild. So I really wanted to get over so that he could meet her. And sort of when we went over there, it became quite difficult to pump my milk and to keep up with seeing all these people and everything. So we introduced formula as well we just did formula bottle at night time and I did that so I did mixed feeding until five months and then around that time we introduced food and stuff and it just became too much to keep pumping so we just did formula and food from there yeah cool and how long did it take you to get your period back before you got pregnant with your second um I first I think it was around eight eight weeks I think it was around eight weeks old so I got it fairly early I guess okay I suppose yeah yeah, people say when you're breastfeeding you don't get it back as quick but I suppose I wasn't fully breastfeeding I don't know if that made a difference but (laughs) yeah so I got it back at about eight weeks but it was it was super all over the show and also my thyroid um my thyroid went funny. Like I didn't know that was something that could happen after having kids, but yeah, my thyroid sort of 
went, what was it? It was hyperactive. So it went super fast and like I was okay. losing lots of weight and getting quite sick and all that, which yeah. was a little bit challenging too. Cool. And so you obviously fell pregnant with your second baby. How long did that take? Were you trying or? Yeah. So we had got told with my thyroid issue that it would take a while to get pregnant and, you know, don't count on it happening within the next year sort of thing. Yeah. And we were like, oh no, like, because we wanted a fairly close gap with our kids anyway. So we're like, oh man, maybe we should just sort of try now and if it happens it happens if not you know we're not really expecting it to happen so yeah I think it was maybe a month or two after we decided like okay we'll try we fell pregnant like it was super easy I didn't have any trouble which was amazing like we were over the moon to find out we were pregnant again yeah so he was only six months old our first was only six months old yeah when we fell pregnant again which was a shock. We were like, oh, you know, we're so excited to get pregnant. But then we're like, wow, this is a very close, yeah. <laughs> very close gap. And we've only still got a baby really. But yeah, we yeah. were super excited and ready to tackle that, which was cool. Yeah. Awesome. And was the birthing center open by then? Did you have an idea of where you wanted to give birth this time around? Yeah. Well, I originally was pregnant with triplets this time so oh wow that was a shock yeah so we went to our first scan and everything and there was three babies there and we were gobsmacked <laughs> like to say the least yeah. we had no word a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, so the birthing seemed like it was sort of off the cards straight away with that. Yeah. But then we ended up losing one of the triplets, and then a couple weeks after that, we lost the second one. Yeah, we then only were having one baby and then birthing center was back on the cards depending whether the rest of my pregnancy and stuff went smoothly and we had no issues, yeah. which we didn't. Yeah, like everything was fine again through that pregnancy. I had a little bit of, um, I'm not sure what it's called, but like really bad pain in my hips. Okay. I think that started from around midway through my pregnancy. I got really, really bad pains and I couldn't really walk for a little bit there and yeah. yeah my pelvis sort of separated at the front and that caused a little bit of an issue too and that brought up questions about the birthing center but still it was okay and that we could still go to the birthing center so that was definitely something that I wanted to do and I really wanted to do the natural birth this time I was so set because of the first time I didn't really get I mean I got a vaginal birth but I didn't get drug-free sort of thing like what I wanted so I was very upset this time that that was what I wanted to do and I was not taking my mind off of it so yeah Yeah. and how did you prepare for that like how did you prepare differently from the last time did you research different ways that you might be able to aid yourself in birthing without drugs or yeah well I had a few friends since then that had had babies as well and quite a lot that had done natural births and done births at birthing centers and stuff. So I spoke a lot to other mums that had been through natural births and hypnobirthing and all of that sort of thing. And I read into lots of ways on how to just keep myself calm, deal with it in a drug-free 
sort of environment and way and the sort of thinking around it all and playing music and everything. Yeah. So talking to other mums who had been through a natural birth with no pain relief sort of thing was super, super helpful. They had lots of tips on ways to get through it, which I found probably the most helpful thing. Awesome. That's cool. And how far along were you when you went into labor with this baby? I was 40 plus four, so four days overdue. I again was super gutted to go overdue. Like I was extremely (laughs) ready, extremely ready to have this baby. I was so excited. There was none of that fear this time going into it than there was with my first. And yeah, I was just really annoyed that I had gone overdue and I was getting so sore. Like he was, I knew from my pregnancy and from how heavy he felt that he was going to be a fair bit bigger than my first. I mean, not as big as I, that he was. I didn't expect him to be that big because he was <laughs> just under nine pound, quite yeah. a bit bigger than my first. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that weight was playing a lot. And yeah, I was 40 plus four and contractions started. They were sort of on and off over that, over the night of the, it was a Thursday. Yeah. The, well, Wednesday night. Yeah. Wednesday night. And then so Thursday morning at around six in the morning, they started getting quite regular. And I was like, okay, this is, this is happening. You know, yeah. I know what I'm doing now. I recognize this and that it's a lot stronger pain than what I initially thought labor would be like with my first sort of thing. It was strong from the get go. And they were a lot closer together, probably about eight minutes apart. And I was like, okay, I'll start timing these and I'll just try carrying on my day. And I had a friend who was going to come and look after our first son while I was giving birth and in labor and stuff. So she came around and bought me food and lots of Powerades and things and helped keep me company. And we went for walks and which was cool. Like it helped having someone to encourage me a lot because Jared was at work while I was laboring he couldn't get off work because he was on a course and yeah all that stuff but yeah anyway so she was there to help me and encourage me and stuff and it was that was great so we sort of just continued laboring for the day and before we knew it it was two in the afternoon and I like realized oh we haven't really got any further like I'm still fine. I'm coping with this fine. They've got closer together. They've got a little bit more painful, but it's not really happening. And this also yeah. took me by surprise because I expected second baby, it'll happen and it'll happen quick. But it wasn't the story. I actually labored for longer the second time around. So I suppose, yeah, yeah that's not true for everyone, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. For a lot it is, but, you know, it wasn't for me. So just continued to sort of labor at home and I let my midwife know like look this is happening and I'm assuming it's going to progress and she was like yep just sit tight it'll happen you know it probably will happen really quick when it does and just to relax and just let it go and all of that so I did I just continued to labor and towards that night things really started to pick up it was getting into a next level of pain and discomfort and I was struggling quite a bit and this was probably about 10 o'clock at night that it was getting quite bad and Jared was fast asleep in bed and I was like I don't want to wake him I just need to work through this myself I started doing 
breathing techniques, which I had heard would help. And they did, they were, they were great. And so I labored at home for two hours, um, just to make sure that I was like, okay, there's definitely going somewhere and the pain was still picking up and getting quite intense. And so I messaged the midwife again and was like, look, these are getting pretty close together and hard out. Can we come in for a check just to see how we're going? We went on in and she checked me out and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, but you're only about three centimeters. We're going to have to send you home. And this destroyed me yet again. (laughs) I think it crushed me even more than the first time because I thought that I would, I would know that I'm further along and that I would know that I'm getting close. And I really thought that I was, but I wasn't. So that was pretty disheartening to find out that no, I wasn't actually getting anywhere really. And it had been an entire day now of this and it was getting tiring. So we went back home and I just continued the contractions and labor at home and they were sort of on top of each other almost getting really painful and I was just struggling this night just to keep myself calm and keep it all together and so that continued all night we did that all night and just tossed and turned trying to get comfortable And then the next morning I was like, nah, we need to sort of do something. We need to check this over again. And so I text the midwife and she was like, no, just try and get through it at home. You know, you're probably still not any further because contractions haven't picked up in pace anymore, which was pretty gutting. I was getting pretty annoyed at the midwife for just not doing anything, but I guess she she was, and I think back on it now, she was doing her job. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, anything sort of <laughs> irritates you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we continued that. And then that was probably around, what was it, about midday? Yeah, we went in for another check. It was just to her clinic. It wasn't to the birthing center. And, again, I hadn't got anywhere. I was still three centimeters, hadn't gone anywhere, and he was still quite high. He was sort of, being a bigger baby, and I'm extremely small build, he was sort of stuck on my hip, on my left-hand side, and that was causing a lot of pain in my hip, and I struggled to walk because of just where his head was pushing, and so there wasn't anything she could do. She tried to give me stretch and sweeps, which were just uncomfortable and didn't make anything go any further but we tried everything we could so she was like okay just go home again just try and relax and she gave me a whole lot of you know positions to get into and things to do to try and help him get in that right position and I just didn't want to do anything I got home and I was like no I'm just gonna get into bed and just relax because I just couldn't couldn't do it without any rest. I was getting so exhausted. So I sort of jumped into bed and Jared was like, no, we need to try something. Like he really pushed me to, to try something more, even though I just did not want to. We, she suggested doing rebozo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Rebozo. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something like that. I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. But Jared was like, no, we have to try. So he got the medicine ball out. 
put a towel down on the floor so, you know, in case my waters broke, we were, we were safe. And yeah. I just leaned over the medicine ball and he wrapped the towel around like underneath my hips and rotated my hips up and down. And almost instantly, like within a minute, I felt a change. Like I felt him move and contractions yeah. were like, bam, so much worse. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is happening. He's <laughs> moved and I feel like it's going to happen. We did that for probably about half an hour just to really make sure he was getting down and getting in that right position. And I found this position super comfortable too. I suppose it was quite similar to the leaning over the bed position, being on my knees yeah. and leaning forward. And yeah, so we kept doing that. And after half an hour, I was like, okay, I want to go and jump in the shower because I know the hot water really helps me with pain. So we turned on the shower, I jumped in there and within a few minutes of me being in there, it changed again. And I felt a really intense sort of pressure and I was like wow okay the midwife said when the pressure's there the baby's coming and then I sort of was like oh my gosh I'm gonna have him at home <laughs> like I, I panicked <laughs> at that stage again I text her and I was like look that's a lot of pressure I'm in a lot of pain can we please come in again so this time she booked me into the birthing center and we turned up there I think it was around four ish 4 30 in the afternoon instantly I just jumped in the hot bath I was like I need to be in the water and I really wanted a water birth too because a friend of mine had a water birth and said it was amazing so I was like okay I really want to really want to try this and I knew that the water helped with my pain so I jumped in there and that was super relaxing I got given the gas even though I didn't really like the gas I found it super helpful to really help that breathing technique I just yeah got into my zone and did that for probably maybe 20 minutes until they're like okay we'll just check you over just to really make sure that this is happening and yeah I was five centimeters this time still not that far but it was progress finally and she was like yep you're waters are bulging like they are right there and baby's head is close too like and it was cervix was thin we were ready to go which was exciting this just just built my excitement to another mm -hmm. level I was super excited at this point I just wanted to text and call everyone and be like the baby's coming <laughs> like I was ecstatic so yeah we decided like I was like okay I know that I'm comfortable on the bed leaning over the back so I tried that again I jumped off my knees and leaning over the back of the bed and I needed to have an IV line in because I hadn't drunk much water and I was getting a bit dehydrated. So they chucked mm -hmm. a line in just to get me some fluids in, which was cool. Like I didn't even, didn't even feel that going in, I suppose because I was in so much pain. And yeah, I just got into that zone again and it was nice, like sort of, really relaxing in a way even though I was in a lot of pain I was very relaxed because I had that breathing in track and I thought that like I think that was a major key component to keeping everything calm was my breathing so anyway yeah. I did that and then my waters broke and this was the biggest relief I didn't realize how much pressure they were putting until they broke it was sort of it was like the ones off the movies where it explodes and goes everywhere it, yeah. it literally exploded. It made a massive pop and my whole body shook like it forces, like the force was insane. And so that 
broke and I was like, oh, this is so nice. And then I got a break more between contractions. They sort of felt like they slowed down a little bit. I think it was just that pressure being let off that I just felt, yeah. oh my God, this is, this is so good. Like I can talk through these contractions. I can move around a bit. And that calmed me down even more to know that my waters are broken. We're ready to go. Like baby's ready. So I continued not for very long on the bed. And I was like, okay, things feel like it's getting a lot closer. So I was like, okay, we'll jump into the water. And I got comfy in there. I was in the same position, leaning over the edge of the bed on my knees. And we had decided with this birth that we didn't want any midwife intervention unless it was completely necessary. So I wanted Jared to deliver the baby all on his own and we did it all ourselves, um, which is what we did. But yeah, anyway, so <laughs> we were in the water and I sort of was like, oh, it's getting close. They didn't actually check me over or anything once I was in the water. They just left me to it, which was which was great. I guess I didn't have that anticipation of like, oh my God, we're not getting anywhere. So I got the feeling of like, oh, it's getting super close. And then I didn't push at all. And then his head just sort of half came out. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, like (laughs) this happened. (laughs) Like, wow, I didn't do anything. My body just did it all for me. And that was a crazy experience. The feeling of your baby being birthed without you doing anything was amazing. It was so cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway, so Jared was behind me, ready to catch the baby, and my midwife was just taking photos for us. And yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll do a little push myself to sort of help get his head out because, well, that's extremely painful, I guess, when the head is just <laughs> sitting there. So I did the one push and his head was fully out. And that was, that was easy. That was nice. I was getting really, really excited. I just wanted it to happen. (laughs) And then within like 30 seconds, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's happening again. We'll push it again. And I did another little push and his shoulders sort of felt a little bit stuck, I guess. I suppose, I'm not sure if they were, but they felt a little bit stuck. So. I had to give a little bit more force into this push to help get him out a little bit. So I pushed a little bit harder and he was born straight into the water and Jared picked him up and I just turned over and he placed him on my chest. And this was even a more magical experience than the first time because there was just no one speaking, no one intervened. We just did it all on our own and what I wanted to at the birthing center drug free. Yeah. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I would love to have that same experience over and over and over again. It was incredible. Yeah. Very cool. And did you naturally birth the placenta or did you need the syntocin to help with that? No. So that was natural too. I was like, no, I want everything to be natural. I just want my body to do it. On its own. So we sort of sat in the water for about 20 minutes before the placenta started to come. And I birthed that on my own. I fished out the water on my own. I, and I put it up on the side. And then 
we got given the clamps to clamp his cord and I clamped the cord and cut it while Jared held him because yeah, it was the other way around when we did yeah. our first, like I delivered our first and Jared cut his cord. So this time Jared delivered him and I cut the cord, which was a cool experience. We got to do yeah. everything ourselves. And yeah, and then we sort of just sat in the water for a little bit. The three of us just having our moment. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And did you spend long in the hospital or in the birthing center this time? Yeah. So you can stay, I think for two nights for free. Yeah. Then you, you, you can stay for longer, but you have to pay. So we just stayed the two nights and it's amazing. like, you don't have to move rooms. You just stay where you gave birth and. All that. So yeah, I stayed there for the two nights that I was given and Jared stayed the first night too, which he couldn't do at the hospital. Yeah. Awesome. And how did he go with breastfeeding? He was super good as well. Just like the first, I had no issues and we sat and fed for a good couple hours after he was born. But this time it felt different. This is where I really felt the connection. There was an instant different sort of connection that I didn't feel the first time. And I didn't actually really want to breastfeed this time because of the first time I was sort of put off and I was like, oh, I yeah. don't really want to do it. So I had lots of expressed colostrum ready for if I needed it for when he was born, but I didn't really use any of it. And because that connection was just so different and it built this whole nother level of love, I guess, that I didn't really get that first time around, I was like, okay, I'll just breastfeed because I enjoyed yeah. it. And I was like, oh, yeah, why not? If I like it, we'll continue. So yeah, yeah he breastfed and he was, he was great. Really, really good breastfeeder. Awesome. And how was your experience once you went home? Was it obviously different with having two young babies? It was good because I suppose the feeling like I didn't have any drugs with that labor and birth. So my body wasn't recovering from having all those drugs in my system, I feel. So I was, I felt amazing. Like I was yeah. up and ready to go the same night he was born. Like I was sweet. I didn't even feel like I'd had a baby. Yeah. I felt amazing. I, <laughs> and yeah, it was crazy. I was expecting to feel horrible because awesome. I didn't feel the best <laughs> after my first. So. Yeah, I felt great. And we got home and our first was just in love with him. He was obsessed. Yeah. He just wanted to cuddle and be with him 24-7. He'd just pat his head while I was feeding him. He wanted yeah. to help with nappies. It was the sweetest thing you could see. He just instantly loved his little brother. I mean, he's still like that. So He was introduced to solids and yeah. I had been trying to get him to have a bottle every now and then just so I could, you know, go out with friends and have a dinner and leave him with Jared yeah. without having to worry about it. But he just was not having a bar of it. And then eventually <laughs> one day he took it and he didn't want anything else, I guess, because it's so much easier yeah. for him. He was like, nope, I don't want boob anymore. I want the bottle. So yeah. I sort of just let it happen. Yeah, that's nice that's that okay. you got to experience that differently as well from the first time. And do you think you'll have any more babies or you're happy and done with two? Uh, I definitely want more. <laughs> um, I could probably <laughs> yeah. have 10 children. I love being pregnant. I love the whole, I mean, as much as labor and birth hurts, it is such a beautiful experience that I would go through that over and over and over again 
just to feel that feeling that you feel. I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep an eye out for the um, baby announcement. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories with me today, Mira. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.